Podcasts from the Cat. Voices and sounds from Crew and Nantwich. On Business Brunch today, we're pleased to welcome a director from a fresh-thinking and forward-looking commercial finance company based here in South Cheshire. Amplo Commercial Finance Limited is now in its second year of trading as three directors with a huge amount of experience and has developed its team to 12 employees in only 12 months. Our guest today is one of those directors, Matthew Timms. Matthew, welcome to the cat. Thank you very much for having me, Dad. It's a pleasure to be on the show this morning. You're very welcome, Matthew. Um, Matthew, Amplo Commercial Finance Limited is part of uh, part of the Amplo Group and now in its second year of trading. But before we do discuss the company, talk us through your journey prior to forming Amplo and why you decided to launch your own business. Yeah, of course. So uh, prior to starting Amplo, I sort of had quite a, a traditional start to my career. Um, when I left college, um, I wasn't 100% sure what I wanted to do with my career, but I was pretty certain that I did want to run my own business in some capacity. I just wasn't 100% sure what that looked like. So I ended up going to university. Um, I went to the University of Sheffield and studied business management um, for three years whilst I was there. Whilst I was at university, um, I just so happened to stumble across my first business. My first business uh, was a social media marketing business. Um, started it out of my university bedroom during sort of my last last 12 months of university. Um, and from that university bedroom over the next four years, um, grew that to a team of 30 working out of an office in Manchester City Centre. Towards the back end of December 2016, I actually decided to exit that business. Um, there was three three business partners involved and um, I decided that it was time for me to sort of go and do something else. So at that point, I exited the business and um, sold my shares in the company. After that, I um, had sort of a, a year a year out and then sort of decided what I wanted to do next. And one of the things I realized um, whilst taking time out of business is that um, I didn't want basically finance to be a restriction for people that are looking to start their own business and looking to sort of achieve their goals. So that's where sort of the seed for starting the Amplo group of finance companies came from. We wanted to basically give businesses access to the funds that they need to grow and support their businesses, basically. So be before you started the first business... Yeah, um, which is a huge step for anybody, let, let alone somebody that's uh, only recently completed their education. What kind of a move was that for you? Did you, did you find that spooky, or did you feel it a natural step? A bit of both, to be honest. Obviously, with starting a business at a very young age, I didn't have a lot of experience working within a business, and then I suddenly found myself having to manage a team of people at the age of 21 without having no real management experience. So in a sense, it was sort of a baptism of fire, um, learning on the job, making mistakes, and then sort of learning from those mistakes. But I think, <clears throat> excuse me, that is a good way to learn. And yeah, it's certainly being thrown in at the deep end. You, uh, you learn quickly and you have to grow up quickly in a way. 
And and out of all that, what would you say was the most important skill that you, you've um, you've developed? Being able to just listen and um, communicate effectively with with your team, making sure that you're listening to your team's ideas. Everybody within the team has good ideas, and it's your sort of job as a manager to enable those ideas or the good ideas to sort of come to fruition and sort of nurture those people and their ideas. So, Matthew, the the Amplo Group has witnessed considerable growth and tripled its team of employees in, in the past 12 months. Could you talk us through some of the difficulties that you you had that challenged you when you were setting up the company, particularly in the finance sector, and how you plan for this level of growth and ensure that it's um, that it's sustainable? Yeah, for sure. Um, obviously, as I mentioned before, people are massively important um, in any business, but definitely in in the finance sector. And one of the one of the difficulties or growing pains um, within this business is being is making sure we're getting the right people through the door to join the team. Obviously, in a world of finance, we're dealing with people and money, and everything is heavily regulated. So we have to make sure that the people we're getting through the door are the right people um, with the right experience that 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 share our values really. Um, and in terms of like planning for growth and ensuring everything we do is sustainable. We are a bootstrapped business in the sense that everything we do is funded by the the directors who are also the shareholders of the business. Um, So everything we do has to be planned out. Everything we do, like we said, is self-funded. So in that sense, it improves our decision-making because we can't afford to waste money or make bad decisions or try and grow too fast because will eventually run out of money. And as everybody knows, cash flow is one of the biggest things that kills businesses. So I think that helps us to maintain the sustainability of the fact that everything we do is self-funded and, yeah, that ensures that everything is sustainable, basically. Now, you, as a finance uh, company, you're heavily regulated by the um, the FSA, so yeah. what would you say was the biggest difficulty in actually setting up the company and getting it uh, getting it moving? Obviously, the FCA regulate everything that we do. So in order to comply with, with their regulations, we have to make sure we have all the correct procedures in place. We have to have all the correct policies. We have to make sure we're doing sort of anti-money laundering checks. Um, we have to do a lot of KYC, which is, know your customer so there is a lot of sort of paperwork and red tape involved in in setting up this type of business but obviously it is very necessary because as previously mentioned we are dealing with people and their money and potentially their property so we need to make sure that everything we're doing is fully above board and in everybody's best interest. Uh, Matthew, according to your website, the Amplo Group is on a mission to improve the financial world in an economic and ethical way whilst creating opportunities for your clients, business partners and employees. So share with us your company ethos and what makes Amplo sufficiently different from its competitors. I would say first and foremost, um, our ethos is that 
we 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 want to deliver a world class service for for our clients, whether that is uh, an individual or a business. And I think part of that world class service and what sets us apart um, at Amplo is that we have a mentality of problem solving. People often come to us with an opportunity or something that they, they, they're looking at doing, but they're not quite sure how to do it, or they've been and spoke to somebody else and that person has just told them that, no, what you're trying to do, basically, we can't do, sorry. Whereas what we try and do is we try and dig a little deeper with that client, try and find out what it actually is that they're trying to do and what their end goal is, and then sort of work back from there with them and try and find them the suit, the most suitable financial solution for them in order to achieve that goal. So yes, I think that's definitely what sets us apart from, from others. If we can, we don't like to say no. Obviously, there are certain scenarios where things just can't be done for for whatever reason. But if we can, we like to try and say yes and help that client achieve what it is that they're trying to do. Whether Even if it isn't straightforward and it does take a bit of time at the end of the day, if we can help that person where somebody else hasn't been able to, then they're going to massively appreciate what Amplo has been able to do for them and they're going to come back the next time they need help and they're also going to tell, obviously, their friends and colleagues, etc., about the service that they receive from us, So, which is obviously always going to be a good thing. And although you can apply a template to business, um, each business, particularly in the finance sector, uh, is is quite different isn't yeah. it? and so what you're doing is applying a tailor-made solution for each customer yeah that's correct it's definitely not a case of of one size fits all um we have a very experienced team that a lot of a lot of our staff um, have specialisms in different areas so we are able to point that person in the direction of the most appropriate team member to speak to um and from that that team member then has a toolkit of, of options that they can potentially provide to that client to enable them to, to get to where they need to be. And obviously, as you've said, if, if, you, if you meet or exceed the needs of, of your customers, then they're, they're naturally going to tell others. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as, as previously mentioned, we are a service business at the end of the day, and our biggest advocates, our biggest marketers in a way are, are our clients they they're the ones that market our business the best because it's their comments and their reviews that enable us to grow the business um, word of mouth is is obviously massive in in what we do obviously there are other marketing avenues that we do we do look to use and are important but but yeah especially in services business businesses People always ask somebody else for a recommendation and we want to be on the tip of people's tongues when they're, they're looking for a recommendation to, to a business within the financial services sector. And rightly so. Uh, Matthew, as the company continues to grow, so do your responsibilities as operations director. So share with us what it takes to be successful at this level. I think I mentioned it briefly in, in my answer to the first question, but from my from my point of view, um, the, the biggest thing that it takes to be successful at this level is just to communicate and listen. Obviously, the team, as I mentioned, the t- your team have ideas, and 
it's my job to listen to the best ideas from within the team and then implement those across the business. Obviously, an operations director, their job is to make sure the business runs as efficiently and as smoothly as possible and that each department integrates with each other efficiently and can work alongside each other. Um, and in order to do that at Amplo, we, we sort of have, we, we like to implement a, a scheme of continuous feedback. Um, so what that means is that we ask staff whenever there's something that they liked or something that they didn't like, we have a feedback form that the member of staff can submit anonymously and then that feedback will get reviewed and then any changes that need to be made get implemented. And also what makes that easier is, again, coming back to a previous answer, the fact that we are a bootstrapped business, the, the, the owners of the business are the directors of the business. So if a member of staff puts an idea to myself, Scott or Mike, my fellow directors, we can look at it, we'll have a chat about it. And if we think it's a good idea, it can be implemented within like the next day, basically. And I think that is a real positive for the business is that if a good idea is brought to the table, it doesn't have to go through multiple levels to get approved like some corporates. Um, we can just implement things there and then. And um, yeah, that, that enables us to be successful and enables me to do my job a lot easier. Now, a, a lot of businesses, they, they set up their systems from the off, obviously, if, when they're new. They're, they're func- they generally function well. Um, and then as things change, they bolt on different bits to the system. This yep. tends then to make it less effective. How do you overcome that kind of situation? What, what we've tried to do here at Amplo is um, basically make ourselves sort of set up correctly and, and, and bulletproof, from, bulletproof from the outset. We've just gone through um, basically a massive overhaul of our systems and processes to to basically make sure that everything is correct and in place and when a new employee joins the company um, they understand the way that every everything is done within within the business from from little things from literally from making a, a cup of tea to how to how to fix an issue um, we just make sure that we have a, a process in place for everything um, and it's part of the employee's induction that we go through everything. Um, so it just means that people don't get ever get stuck where they don't, if they don't understand how to do something, they can revert to, to the process guide and it should enable them to sort of move forward. Podcasts from the cat. Matthew, one of Richard Branson's most notable quotes is train people well enough so they can leave and then treat them well enough so they don't want to. Now, part of your mission statement is to create opportunities for your employees. And, and I know you've already alluded to uh, some of the ways that you, um, that you help to foster their, their qualities. So, but share with us how you intend to fulfill this pledge and tell us how you maintain excellent customer service and keep hold of your most valuable asset, your employees. Yeah, so there's two parts to this, really. Um, the first part is, as, as a company, uh, Amplo is, is a massive advocate of the apprenticeship scheme. Um, we have two apprentices working here at the moment that are brilliant, uh, Josh and Emma. Uh, they've joined 
from they're doing an apprenticeship through South Cheshire College and uh, they work within the business and their business administration apprentices and they know that once they've completed their apprenticeship there's a full-time job here for them if they wish to continue with us as a a full-time administrator and then from there we then would look to put them through their exams once they're ready to do so so they can then qualify to become an advisor like the senior members of the team Um, So anyone that joins the company as an apprentice has a very clear pathway of growth that is available to them if they so wish. Um, And we think that that that's really important. And that's that's sort of something that we are we are looking to implement um, moving forward and bringing sort of people in from apprenticeship level, teaching them the Amplo way of doing things and then promoting them through the company. Um, as they go along and just providing them those opportunities that are there if they wish to take them. And then on the flip side, um, obviously, when we look to add more experienced people to the team, we are only still quite a small team. Um, So sort of the first people in then get the opportunities to take up managerial roles when we do grow, when more members of staff join. Um, the people that are here first then have the opportunity, again, if they want to take it, to be managers of the team. And we will look to assist them in their training and development to become managers and to become better managers. Again, through them becoming better managers, they then um, instill the values into the young apprentices, which helps us maintain the excellent level of customer service because the apprentice is given the same level of service to a client that they would get from a senior manager. And when you're interviewing uh, people for positions, how do you find out whether they're going to be a good manager or not? Is that is that evident straight away, or do you have to uh, do some testing? I think there are there are certain um, there are certain skills that that are that are quite quite obvious um, at, at an early stage. Obviously, to be to be a good manager, you have to listen, you have to be empathetic, and you have to know how to get the best out of your team. And I think the old management style of like my way or the highway sort of thing, uh, cracking the whip, that won't like cut it here. That's not the way that that we do things at Amplo. Um, we're looking for our managers to sort of cultivate their team, and they all grow together, even. Though somebody has a manager title, it doesn't mean they're they're any better than 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 the, than the next person. So they're the types of qualities that that we're looking for when we're interviewing somebody and potentially thinking that they could be a manager here at Ampler. Matthew, the the past two years have been exceptionally tough, and and as a consequence, we've witnessed a, a sea change in how the majority of businesses function. So share with us how you've coped with the fallout from the pandemic and, and whether you've adopted any of the changes you were obliged to implement. So to be honest, um, as, as a business throughout the pandemic, um, we've actually done, we've done quite well. I think obviously with, with what we do um, in terms of finance, uh, people working from home, um, we had a lot of people looking to sort of upsize their properties and taking on um, new borrowing to buy a bigger house because they wanted more more space to work from home. 
And then we also had people that wanted to sort of remortgage in order to release money to do home improvements because they were spending more time at home. And then also on the flip side, on the commercial side of the business, um, obviously it was very much a case of some businesses were just looking to survive throughout the pandemic. And in order to do that, the government released various loan schemes that we could help these businesses access. And then also there was other business that had done very well out of the pandemic, like any type of food delivery or takeaway or people like that. Um, we were able to assist them as well with, with their growth plans. So as a business, we actually did, didn't do too badly out of, out of the pandemic. And then in terms of um, how we had to adapt ourselves, obviously a lot of what we do is, um, is computer-based. So we did have the luxury of when we did have to show, obviously during the lockdown, that we could all continue to work from home and still provide the excellent services that the clients have come to expect. Um, there was no drop-off in, in our service levels whatsoever. Um, so it was very much a case of as soon as the lockdown hit, um, one day you're working from the office and then the next day we all we all had to go and work from home. But that didn't seem to have too much of an impact on things. And actually during the pandemic, we, we took the opportunity whilst, um, whilst everybody was working from home to actually move office. We, we sourced a larger premises and that's where we're based out of now. Um, we're based on Crew Business Park in a much larger office. Just so when everybody did come back to work, we've got more space. Everybody can feel more comfortable. Um, we can put sort of the COVID measures in place and make sure all the staff feel comfortable coming back to work. Um, and to be honest, the majority of, of staff took the opportunity to come back to the office when it was safe to do so. Because I think we have um, quite a team, a team environment here and everybody likes to get on and bounce ideas off of each other. And obviously there's only so much you can do um, over a Zoom call. So, yeah, I think at the first opportunity, we, we were quite happy to get ourselves back in the office and back working together as a team. It's interesting because um, a, a lot of businesses have found that they've got a mixture of, of hybrid workers, but not so for you. We, we have a couple. We have a couple that, that, that work on a hybrid basis. The, the opportunity um, is there if, if staff do, do so wish, but... On the whole, um, the majority of the team have, have decided that they want to work from the office for for now. Obviously, that may that may change moving forwards. Um, but yeah, but we only have a couple currently that, that that like to do the hybrid working scenario. Matthew Amplo has an exciting future ahead. So talk us through your plans and how you intend to to continue your current level of growth. So ultimately, for us. We are obviously a, a financial intermediary, financial services business. Um, the, the big goal, the long-term goal, is to become the UK's uh, biggest and best financial services business. Um, however, that is, that is the pipe dream. That is, that is a long, we know that's a long way in the future. Um, but right now, um, what we're looking to do is just, just maintain our slow and, and steady growth. Um, obviously, we're, we've grown relatively quickly to a team of 12, but the next step would, would be to get, get to a team of 20. But we're not, we're not in a rush to do that. Um, we want to ensure that everything we do and every person we bring in is the right person um, and that 
whilst we grow, we don't have any sort of drop off in our, our levels of service. People expect uh, certain things when they come and, and they deal with Amplo and we don't want to grow um, at the detriment to that. So it's very much a balancing act of balancing growth, but also balancing business performance and and service levels. Um, and then, again, another very long-term plan. Obviously, at the moment, we're a financial intermediary, so um, we introduce clients to lenders who then lend the money for whatever it is that that person is looking to do. Eventually, we'd like to become a lender in our own right ourselves and, and eventually lend some of our own money out and become sort of like a hybrid proposition. But again, that's that's not one for sort of the next couple of years. That's probably 10 years down the line. But ultimately, they are, they are two big business goals. And obviously, as you grow, you're going to need more employees. Are you finding any difficulties because of the, the current issue with the employment pool being so small? Yes, absolutely. Um, the, the issue we're finding at the moment is that all the good staff have, are, in, are in work um, and trying to tempt those people away from their current positions has become a lot more difficult, obviously, since the pandemic, um, job security is probably high on the list of, of people's agenda when it come when it's coming to looking for a job or staying in a job. And unless you can offer people um, a, a very very attractive package, then people are, are often likely to stay where they are if they feel that their job is safe. So it is it is an issue. Um, it is an issue absolutely, but. Um, we, like I said, we don't want to grow for the sake of it and employ the wrong types of people. So we're happy to be patient. Um, the right, when the right people become available, we, we'll look to take those opportunities. But, but yeah, for now, for now, it's it's a, it's a bit of a waiting game in a sense. Um, but I think a lot of industries, a lot of industries are finding finding it the same at the moment. Yeah. Um, the, the 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 available talent pool um, is quite small, but. But it can't go on forever, um, and I'm sure in the next sort of 12 to 18 months, it'll be a very different landscape in terms of the job market. Yeah, I'm sure. So, uh, Matthew, the, the Amplo Group sponsors uh, Sandbach United Football Club, Nantwich Town Football Club, and you've personally pledged to raise £2,022 for Parkinson's UK this year obviously being 2022 so tell us why it's important for you and the Amplo team to to reach out to the community and how you intend to raise over two thousand pounds for for such a deserving charity I think it a lot of it comes back to the fact that as a business we have we have a lot of links to to the local community and some of the the organizations that you just mentioned um, myself I play football for Sandbach United FC and my, my dad is heavily involved within the football club. Um, Nantwich Town FC, uh, one of my colleagues, Mike, um, a lot of his children play football there. And then raising money for Parkinson's, my, my fiance Sophie, uh, her nan suffers from Parkinson's. So that was why um, we sort of pledged to raise that money for that charity. And I think a lot of it comes down to... Um, 
obviously Amplo, our, our ethos, a lot of our ethos revolves around creating opportunity and by us sponsoring the football clubs, we obviously, we're putting money into the football club, which can then provide opportunity for young children to play football that and give them an opportunity they may have not had. And then also with the raising money for charity, hopefully by raising money for Parkinson's UK, we'll give them sort of the opportunity to put money towards finding a cure, which hopefully one day um, may save somebody's life. So, yeah, I think why we support the community comes back to wanting to create opportunity for people. Um, and how, how we're doing that is um, I recently ran the Manchester Marathon. Um, it was last Sunday, the 3rd of April. Um, I ran the Manchester Marathon. Um, and by doing that, I raised just under £1,900 for Parkinson's UK. So we're, we're, we're well on our way to achieving that target. And then we're also organising a Amplo charity golf day. I believe the golf day is raising money for a different charity. I believe we're doing that to, to raise money for Macmillan. So, so yeah, between us, um, we'll, we'll, we'll have raised a, a significant amount of money for, for charity this year and hopefully supported some fantastic causes both nationally and within the local community. Well, it's it's terrific to hear um, the attitude you've adopted in regard to raising money for charity and supporting the local community. And uh, and I say it almost every week that with, with without um, the support of, of businesses like yourself, certainly some of these uh, sports clubs wouldn't exist. I'm 31 now. I have I've been playing football at Sandbach since since I was like a seven year old, and I've experienced. Um, firsthand how great the club is and the opportunities it provides for youngsters and being able to sort of give back to the club after all these years um i feel like it's something that i i was um it was my duty to do so in a way because the club provided me a lot of opportunity as i was a child um and yeah and we want to see other children have have those opportunities because sport is a great um it's a great medium for kids to to learn and interact and grow and develop so, so yeah, that's why that's why we choose to support those causes. Excellent, uh, Matthew. Thank you so much for giving up your time this morning and talking us through some of the reasons why Amplo is such a successful company in such a short space of time. So, should any of our listeners want to contact you, where can they find more information about the Amplo Group? So they can uh, head to our website, which is www amplogroup.co.uk they can also find us on all the usual social media channels we're on uh, facebook instagram and also linkedin if they just search for for amplo group then they should find us and find out what's going on uh, within the business through our social channels and then if anybody has uh, any further inquiries or business inquiries they can call the office on 01270-443-510 and one of our fantastic team members will be happy to, to assist them. Go to listen.thisisthecat.com for more podcasts and more ways to listen.